one-on-one -on -one conversations, those, those small gatherings of, of five to ten people, um, that, that's really where depth can happen. Um, you know, we can encounter God in a powerful way as a family, as a large group, um, but that's a different experience than cultivating your own personal relationship with him. Um, so I want to challenge you guys with that today. Um, I, in my, my view of spiritual maturity is somebody who can, who can move from having an experience cultivated for them to somebody who can cultivate that experience with God on their own. Um, you know, my wife, I'm married, I have two kids. I can get to know my wife in a crowd. We don't really develop intimacy and togetherness until it's just me and her one-on-one, -on -one, just hanging out, talking, dreaming. Um, so, so think about that today. Um, just consider that. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm married to my wife, Emily. We've got two daughters, Zoe and Hadley, um, beautiful girls. Um, and I lead four small groups right now. I lead a family-friendly group in St. Joe on Sunday nights. I lead a men's group on Tuesday nights. Um, let's see. I'm gonna, I lead another men's group on Tuesdays over lunch, and then I lead our facilities team in a group on Thursdays over lunch. Um, so that's a lot of groups. That's a lot of that's a lot of time with people. Um, but I do it. It's just something that I love doing. Um, I'd much rather hang out with people and talk about God than sit in a meeting or um, you know just shoot the breeze over lunch. We might as well get together and do something positive. Um, so I just want to give you a little background about myself, just so you get to know me a little bit better. Um, and then we're going to kind of, we're not going to talk about small groups the whole time. We're actually going to start in a different place um, that I think is actually a crucial area if you're going to be a good leader, a good discipler. Um, Can I interject real quick? Yeah, yeah. Feel free to take oh, notes yeah. on phones and things if you want to. That won't be disrespectful. No. Just letting you guys know that. And if you, have, if you have any questions at all on this time, feel free to interrupt me, ask your question. I'd rather... I'd rather talk about something that you have a question about and you want to know about than, than not. So interrupt at any time and, and we'll get through it just fine. Um, I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I've been a Christian my whole life. We took our faith very seriously. Um, we, every year we would celebrate two birthdays in my family. Our, our physical birthday and then we would celebrate our spiritual birthdays. Um, and so for me, July 19th, is a day that I, it's more important to me than my actual physical birthday. Wow. Um, I'll never forget July 19th, 1983. I don't, was anybody alive in 1983 in this room? No, so that's a long time ago. <laughs> but I'll never forget that night. Um, it's just implanted in my mind. Um, I remember it was with my family, um, my parents and my brother and myself. We were having dinner outside in our back porch. Um, I still remember the, the green circle table we had and the metal chairs we sat in. Um, I remember we had hot dogs and baked beans for dinner. We had a special treat. We got to have orange soda. Um, we never drank pop. Um, and so it was, um, you know, I remember all those little details um, because my parents, my parents made it a point to celebrate that. Um, I remember them t sitting down and talking to us just what it meant to have a relationship with Jesus, that Jesus loved us, that he cared about us, um, that he wanted that with us, and it was a decision that we had to make. And so, with a limited understanding of a six-year-old, um, you know, I, I made a decision that day that I wanted to love Jesus too, and I wanted to live for him. And the great thing is, I've never turned away from that. 
I, I've never, never quit on God. I never backslid. I never just took a break for a while. Um, every day of my life has been about loving God and knowing Him more. Um, and, but it, it wasn't. That's not anything to do with me. I've had a ton of people along the way that have helped me stay in that place. It doesn't mean I don't have doubts. Um, you know, I still, I still kind of struggle with trust, trusting God at times, trusting that, God, do you really love me? Are you really going to come through in this situation? I still struggle with that. Um, but I love him. I've never stopped loving him. And so as I look back, um, one of the biggest factors in, in my in my experience, why, why I've been able to say that, is some of the adults and the small group leaders that have been a part of my life. Um, probably more than any other factor, um, any, any other human factor, has been the adults and the small group leaders in my life. Um, my parents, I had great parents growing up. I still do. They're awesome people. Um, but for some of you, you just kind of know at some point, you, you just start butting heads, and then it's just not good. There's only so much your parents can do for you. Um, there's at that stage that small group leaders really stepped in and had a huge impact on my life. I'll never forget um, the first two small group leaders I had. We had switched churches. We were going to a church of like 100 people and started going to a church of 5,000. Um, so it was a little bit of a shift. And uh, the youth group itself had over 500 kids in it. Um, and so one day my parents called up the youth pastor and just said, hey, how can we help dad get to know some more people? And so I got, somehow I got plugged into a, a high school youth group, or small group that was made up entirely of upperclassmen and a few sophomores, and I was the only freshman. Um, so I don't know how that happened. That's typically not how you'd want to set that up. Um, but it made a world of difference in my high school years. Um, so I'll never, the, the two leaders of that group, I'll never forget them, Mary Beth Braun and Sherry White, um, two amazing women. Um, they, they opened, the best, the best thing that they did for us was they just they opened their lives up so that we could see what it looked like to love Jesus. They weren't anything, I mean, they were great, but, you know, they weren't anything out of the ordinary. They were just everyday women um, who just wanted to have an impact. Um, they, they didn't treat us as kids and they were adults. They treated us as peers, and they simply invited us along on the journey that they were on. Um, and so I'll, I'll never forget those two. In fact, Sherry, I still, um, she, she still runs a coffee shop up in Michigan. And so when I go visit my folks, I still pop in and, and say hi to her every once in a while just to catch up and reconnect. And that's, you know, 25 years later. Um, so that's just the powerful impact that, that they had. It's lasted a long time. So the impact, the influence that you guys can have on people in a positive way, it, it can last with them through their lifetime. So what you're doing as small group leaders, as, as people who are discipling others, like this is not some small task that, that Ryan has, has called you to and asked you to. Um, this is kingdom work. This is, this is no like, oh, it's Tuesday or Wednesday night or whatever night your small group meets on. We're going to, oh, crap, we got to do small group again. We've got to try to figure out how we're going to have discussion. Um, no, this, is, this is big stuff. This is big time. It's powerful. John Crydoff was another one of my small group leaders. He was uh, my senior year in high school, small group leader. 
He was a lieutenant at the time on the local police force and obviously had some awesome stories um, for us. We just had a guys group, but more than anything else that stood out to us was he showed us what it looked like to be a man of God. Pure and simple. Fast forward a few years, um, when my wife and I began to attend the vineyard, this was in 2009, one of the first things we did was uh, attend a small group, and that was led by Adam and Corey Waters, who now oversee our Bloomington campus. Um, and Adam and I, at the time I was working at Salt and Light in town, um, was new, obviously was new to the vineyard, didn't know a whole lot about the vineyard, um, and Adam kind of took me under his wing, and, and we met almost weekly for coffee that year just to talk vineyard theology, vineyard stuff. Um, and by the end of that year, I had a part-time job working for him on the small group team. Um, and it just kind of continued on and on until where I'm at today. Um, small groups, they, they have impacted every phase of my life. And I think that, that's why I'm so passionate about helping people find community, whether it's in a small group setting, whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, um, in a mini group, um, because community changes your life. When we can get together as a large church family. You can get together with a, a hundred students on a Wednesday night with a live. Um, and that, that does some great things for you. Um, but your relationship with Jesus, take, it just takes another step. When you start breaking down life with just a few people. I mean, Jesus modeled this for us. I mean, with, his, with the 12 disciples. I mean, he lived his life in community. Intentionally. Um, so what, you know, it's, it's great that we're all doing the same thing. Um, but all that to say, guys, the impact that you're having on people, on students, you may never know or fully comprehend or be able to see all that's happening in the lives of, of the people you're interacting with, but you're making a difference. You're making a huge difference. God has planted you in the midst of a unique and specific group of individuals for a purpose. I don't know if you've ever thought about it that way. Um, but you're God's instrument in helping these students grow deeper in their understanding of and their relationship with the Father. This is not just something that's kind of been thrown together haphazardly. No, God orchestrates every step. He orchestrates every encounter that you guys have with students so that again this is this is we're not trying to be heavy with this stuff but i mean it, this is you know i want to lend weight to this but this is serious like this is what an honor that god has blessed each of us with to be able to do this to lead to influence to impact other people what an honor that he didn't just take it all over himself he, he could do a better job if he just took control of it all yeah um but what a gift that he chose. Now, I, I care more about doing things with you than getting it perfect. That blows my mind. Can you say that again? I don't know if I can. Yeah, I don't think I can say it again. <laughs> somebody, somebody, God, God cares more about doing, doing, doing it with you rather than getting it perfect. There you go. Yeah, that was good. Hashtag <laughs> 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 Yeah. We got it recorded. So right on. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah, where was I? 
So I want to talk a few minutes. I just want to talk about your spiritual health, um, your health as leaders. Um, over the years, I've seen my share of healthy leaders and not so healthy ones. Um, and really, but before we even begin to dive into small group stuff, th this is what I care about for you guys. I want you. I want you to be healthy. I want you to have a healthy relationship with God. Um, I can give you all the statistics and all the best practices in the world. If you're not leading by example in what a healthy relationship with God looks like, you're going to have a hard time leading other people into that. Um, I can't possibly teach somebody the game of football if I have no understanding of the rules and the fundamentals of football. I can't convey that to anybody unless I have some sort of knowledge about it. So it's the same thing with Jesus. I mean, you can have a hard time teaching somebody about Jesus if you don't know Jesus. Um, so just consider that. Whatever the state of your, your being is right now, it's going to overflow into those around you, um, good or bad. If you're healthy, then good things are going to flow out of you. The Holy Spirit will flow out of you. Um, but if you're struggling, that, that's going to have an impact too. I've seen, I've known pastors that have built up churches from 150 people to 5,000. And I've seen them lose their lives because of addiction to pornography. I've had friends who were youth pastors um, that end up divorced because they spent so much time with the kids in their youth group and not enough time with their families. I've had a one pastor friend that ended up in jail for a period of time. All due to them letting their, their relationship with Jesus kind of slip away. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to keep, like, I feel like this feeling kind of heavy right now. I don't mean that. I mean that. I mean this to encourage you guys. Um, stay on top of this stuff. You know, what you do for other people is great. Your relationship with Jesus is infinitely more important than that. Um, it does nobody any good for you to put no time and effort into your relationship with God and end up ha having a, you know, falling away, having a, a, a break, um, losing your faith because all you ever did was concern yourself with other people. That's not, that's not noble. That's, um, whatever that is, that, that's not okay. It's not okay to sacrifice yourself for the sake of other people. Mm -hmm. Your relationship with God has got to be your utmost priority. That's not selfish. That's, that's healthy. Um, back to my small group leaders, what, um, you know, again, what made them effective disciples in my life? It was the state of their relationship with Jesus. They weren't perfect. We're not, again, we're not striving for perfection. We're never going to get there. I mean, that's, that's a silly goal. The, the goal is just to get to know Jesus better every day. Become more like him every day. We're not seeking for 100%. We just, what's the next step I can take to get to know him better, to get to know him better, to get to know him better, to get to know him better? That's the goal. Um, so I want to take, I just want to take a few minutes right now. Um, I'm going to have you got, how many people do we have in here? I think there's 22 or 23. Um, 22, okay. Does that include me? 
Um, we're we're going to break into, we're going to have, let's see, 22, oh gosh, math. Um, we're going we're gonna to have mostly groups of four and a couple of groups of three. We'll figure it out later. Um, I love the family atmosphere that you guys have developed in Alive, and so I, I think this is going to go okay. Um, but it's still going to take some intentionality on your part. It's going to take some courage on your part. Um, and I just, we're going to break up into groups three and four. I just want you to take a few minutes just share how you're doing with your group. Um, that this is, I mean, I'm just going to declare this is a place of no judgment. We're not condemning anybody. We're not shaming anybody. We're just looking for honesty. Yeah. The only way this works is if you're just honest with yourself and you're honest with each other about where you're at. Um, the only way we get better is if we're honest with ourselves. You know, I, um, probably eight years ago, I cracked a tooth on the left side of my mouth and I was so scared of the dentist, I never went and got it taken care of. <laughs> well, eventually, that comes back to haunt you. So two days before Christmas this year, my tooth gets infected, becomes abscessed, and I'm still dealing with a little bit of pain from that. Five weeks later, miss the whole Christmas season, you know, be in constant pain while you're trying to celebrate the meaning of Christmas and you're celebrating with your family, um, watching everybody else eat food and you get to eat applesauce. Um, all could have been avoided eight years ago if I had just gotten it taken care of. But I didn't deal with it. And eventually it came back and it caught up with me. So the whole point of this exercise, guys, is I want you to, once you get to a place, and we'll keep talking about this after we, after we meet, but um, I want you to get to a place where you regularly take an inventory of just how you're doing spiritually, how are you doing with the Father. You're regularly asking yourself the question, God, how am I doing right now? What, is there anything going on inside of me that, that I need to be aware of that I can't see? Um, and, and hopefully some of you are doing great today, and you can share that, and we can celebrate that with each other. Um, but then for, for those of us maybe that are struggling a little bit, um, we can find some, some comfort and support with each other. Yeah. Um, but I just want you to just take some self-evaluation for a few minutes. Um, All right. So for how many of you was that, did you find that relatively easy to do? Yeah. How many of you was it kind of a struggle a little bit? A few of you, okay. And that's okay. Um, one of the things I love about asking yourself these kinds of questions um, and, and kind of, you know, doing a, a temperature check on yourself is um, I think two things can happen, and it's a win-win type situation. You either find things that you get to celebrate, or you find things that you get to tweak and get better at. Um, so I think every time you can kind of perform a little self-check, you know, a little, a little time with you and God to just say, hey, how am I doing? How, how are things going? It's a win-win. I mean, you, you get to celebrate something, or, you, or God points out something that you didn't see before, that, that, that he, you get to watch him help you grow in. Um, so don't be scared of these things. I think the more you do this, the easier it'll get, um, and hopefully the more benefit you get out of it. And you doesn't always have to be with somebody else, but a lot of times it's incredibly helpful to have somebody else that you can talk through with this stuff. Um, for me, up until a couple of weeks ago, whew, I was 
um, I was really struggling. Um, and I don't say that lightly. Um, I was probably in, I, I, I struggled with depression a lot. Um, it was probably in a season of depression that I hadn't felt in a long time. Um, never once have I gotten to the point where I, I couldn't even force myself to get out of bed. And, um, but I, I literally felt at that point. Um, I was discouraged. I was frustrated. I, and I couldn't even tell you why. I was, I was afraid I was going to get fired from my job. I didn't know why. I just felt this thing. Um, and for me, I've gotten a ton of benefit and help um, from my counselor at, at Camp Moon Barrow. Um, in town. Um, my guy there is somebody that I can go to at any point, um, and he's a huge benefit to me. And he really opened my eyes to some things that I was struggling with that I had no, I had absolutely no idea um, were, were issues, were, were things that I was struggling with. And again, the point is, is not that we're living these perfect lives where we never have any issues, we never have any problems. That's not that's not the point. Honestly, that's not reality. I don't think we ever get to that point. Um, but the point is partnering with Jesus and, again, getting closer to him every day, taking another step towards him, taking another step towards him. Sometimes we realize, oh, my gosh, I don't know how, <laughs> how I got to this place. Okay, so now what do I do to correct this? How, how do I let God help me correct this? These things only happen when we take the time to kind of evaluate how we're doing. Um, most of us don't stop long enough to do this kind of stuff. Um, and I know how busy you all are. I, I know the kind of lives that you lead, and you're busy. Busy people. You're high-achieving people. Um, I want to encourage you, actually, one of the things our staff is allowed to, to do is a couple of times a year to take what we call a dog day. It's a day alone with God. Um, and the whole point of the day is to get away from your routine, Get away from your responsibilities. Just spend time with the Father. Just being intimate with Him. Just engaging Him. Um, and it looks, days look different to everybody. I know some of the guys that, they'll go and they'll just take a really long nap. Um, Brian, I don't, did you ever do one this fall? Did you end up taking one? Uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, still need to do that. Yeah, you do. Come on, man. I do. Um, a lot of times, I just like to get out in nature. Yeah. Um, or my, I don't even get cell reception. Um, so there's no distractions, and I can just kind of sit and walk or fish or um, and just kind of be. I don't have to achieve anything that day. I don't have to do anything that day. I understand if you've you got classes or you got work or both or whatever, maybe you can't take a whole day off, and I, and I get that. But um, maybe you guys can find a few hours one night that you can get away. Maybe you... Maybe you're going to have to sacrifice a little sleep and get up at 5 or 6, or I don't even know what is a normal time to get up anymore for, for students. But, uh, you know, maybe it's fine in an hour or two in the morning. Um, maybe you can find time during, during the afternoon sometime. But where can you carve out a few hours once in a while and just, just to get with Jesus? Not, not a... 15-minute devotional, check off the to-do list, get through today kind of a thing. But like, deep encounter with him. Deep, meaningful time with him. No distractions, no time crunch, no, nothing else going on. Just when can you carve out some time 
to just be with him. You know, I think in a way it's good when we strive. We want to do things for God all the time. We want to strive to achieve things for him, to reach more people for him, invite more people to alive. But sometimes I think he just wants us to slow down and just enjoy being with him. I mean, it's the whole Martha and Mary story. Um, Jesus said, I'm not taking the most essential thing away from Mary. And what was she doing? She was simply sitting at his feet. She wasn't doing anything. She just sitting there listening to him. She was not achieving any goal, anything. But Jesus said, no, Martha, I'm not, I'm not going to make her help you do the, this work over here. Because she's chosen what's better. And what was better was just enjoying being in his presence. So, you know, think about that as we, as we leave from here today. Where, where can you cultivate a few hours? doesn't have to be daily, weekly. You know, but where, where, can you, where can you find that every once in a while? And just give that to him. I, I think you will find um, that those will become some of the most meaningful encounters you have with him. I'll never forget being out at um, Kickapoo State Park in Danville. Um, and I was on a hiking trail, and I came around to one of the lakes. And I stopped for a minute, and I, I was frustrated about something, and I don't even remember what it was. And I felt like I heard God say, Thad, don't you know? And that made me even more frustrated, because I was like, what? Don't I know what? And he kept asking me that. Don't you know, Thad? Don't you know? I kept getting more and more agitated, more and more frustrated, <clears throat> until, oh gosh, until he finally... Until he finally said, don't you know how much I love you? So simple, but you can tell. So powerful, so meaningful. If I had not taken that time to just be with him, I wouldn't have that today to hang on to. In times that I'm really dealing with my depression issues, I wouldn't have that to hold on to, that memory. But this stuff is a... Oh, I don't need to clean it. Real men don't need to clean it. You guys know, I mean, I think our hearts crave that. But for some reason, we don't give our hearts the opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, we can, get, we can receive some of this in, in large settings and corporate settings and family gatherings. There's something different when you receive that. It's just you and Jesus. Yeah. There's something deeper with that. There's something just more, just, it's, it's special in a different kind of way, in a deeper way. Oh, um. That's good, man. Yeah, it's really good, man. Okay, moving on. I came across a blog the other day, um, and the author had this, had this phrase in there that I loved. Um, and I think it's so crucial for us as leaders. You can't pour from an empty cup. But take care of yourself first. Um, we've, we've already talked about this a lot, but you know, if you're not investing in your relationship with God, you have nothing spiritual to offer anyone else. You can't pour from an empty cup. Another reminder that I, that I have taped to my desk says, self-care is never a selfish act. 
It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth to offer to others. It's never a selfish act to take care of yourself. I mean, they tell you this on airplanes, right? Before you even take off. Yeah. They do the little spiel and whole oxygen mask thing. I mean, we, for some reason we get it in other realms of the, of the world. But when it comes to our own spiritual health, we just neglect it for whatever reason. Um, it's never selfish to take care of yourself. You've got to put your own relationship with God first. You just have to. I, I hope I'm hammering this home today. I hope, I hope we're getting this. Um, it's true, it's, it's vital. And here's the kicker. Your relationship with God, it's your own responsibility. It's nobody else's. Don't wait for Ryan to come and check up on you. Hey, how are things going with God? Oh, I don't know. Like, well, have you been spending time with him? Well, sort of, uh, I don't know. Don't wait for that. I mean, this is you and God. It's no one else's responsibility. Take responsibility for this yourself. Own it. It's, this is your relationship with the creator of the universe. And dive into that, right? I mean, if I, and I don't know why I hesitate many times. I mean, I do the same thing. I don't know why, but... And what a shame that, you know, God has so much. We like to think about this. Oh, yeah, we say this. God has so much in store for you. But, okay, that, that's a cute saying, but how, how are we going to access that? Are we going to be intentional about going after that, or are we just going to kind of hope it kind of happens? Um, now this is a partnership. This is a relationship. So God, God's not going to just, he'll do some things for us, but we've got to put in the work, too. We've got to meet him. We've got to meet him halfway. I love, there's an observation that a guy named Henry Nowen um, made, and I don't know how accurate it is, but it sounds really good, so I'm going to share it anyways. Um, <laughs> he observed that Jesus spent about 50% of his time in solitude with the Father, 40% building community with the Twelve, and about 10% doing ministry. I mean, how, how close are any of us to that right now? I mean, um, but we like to say we want to model our lives after what Jesus did. So, huh? Are we actually doing that, or are we just saying the right things? And these are the things that I'm very hard on myself. So I, I don't mean to be hard on you guys, but you know, I, I want us to take this seriously. I, I, you know, our relationship with God is serious. If we want it to be meaningful and powerful, we've got to do the things that Jesus did. Not just say we got to do the things that Jesus did, but we actually have to do them. Um, and it's a lot easier to say it than it is to do it. Um, again, so there's, there's no shame. There's no condemnation here. It's just, let's get a realistic check on how we're doing. And then let's take a step in the right direction, right? Yeah. Can I share a thought? Please do. I think one of the reasons that, that I have avoided spending time with the Lord is that I'm afraid that he won't show up. And uh, I just felt like when I had that thought that I needed to share it so that we could, I don't know, maybe individually assess if that's part of the reason. But Jesus said that he would always be with us, yeah. right? And so yeah. it's kind of coming out of a place of not having faith in what Jesus has said. Mm-hmm. If, that, if I allow that to stop yeah. me from pursuing him. Yeah. And I think sometimes like it just hit me like, 
Yeah, because I think we've all had those times when we read like a passage of scripture or whatever. And we're like, all right, check off. And we're like, that didn't really do anything. Like, oh, sweet. Like, love your neighbor as yourself. Like, I knew that, you know? Like, and it feels like dry, you know? Um, but I think the Lord just hit me as you said that, Mark, that my motivation was wrong. The motivation to read the word was wrong. That it was just to know something about him, not to know him. You know, and like, so maybe he intentionally, there was a stopper or a blockage because if my motivation, my reason, of my why for doing it was wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, it just hit me as you were speaking. Because reality is sometimes there is, it is dry, like, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, why is it dry? Because he promises never to like be dry. He promises always show up. And I think remembering, you, you don't always, you can't always sense or tell what's going on under the surface, right? I mean, if you look at just the type of foods that we eat, I mean, we know like vegetables, who, I mean, they're not, I'd rather have a donut or pizza or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know that eating certain things, right? But I know certain things are better for me. Even though I don't feel like they're better, they don't taste better. Um, but I know they're doing something for me, even though I can't feel it. I, I don't see what's going on inside. Um, so at some point, you got to trust the process, too. Yeah. In those seasons of, of dryness, of, of not feeling God's presence. Um, yeah. yeah. That makes me wonder, like, what do we mean when we say the Lord is showing up and hasn't shown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is he showing up and is it just different or in a way that we don't recognize? Mm-hmm. There was a time where I was like, so like, Lord, I want to hear your voice and your voice. He's speaking to me, speaking to me, speaking to me. And then he became silent. And, and I, day five or something, he was like, I became silent because you just wanted to hear from me. You didn't want me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang. Like what, every time I hang out with John, John, tell me what you know. Tell me your wisdom. I just want to hear you, but I didn't really appreciate and love him as a person. I was like, whoa, like, the rabbit hole goes deeper, you know? It reminds me of that scripture where it talks about, like, the heart postures, like, the hardened heart. I don't know where that's at. Where's that at? That's what that reminds me of. Just your heart posture. Well, Mark, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think if we're all honest, we probably all have reservations at different times just to... You know, why maybe you don't want to encounter Jesus. Some, for me, a lot of times, it's that I'm embarrassed that I'm not, that I'm struggling with something or I'm not in a place where I feel I should. I mean, I think you're not alone in that for sure. So thanks for sharing. One of my favorite Bible um, verses is Luke 5.16. Um, I just... I find it interesting you know, how Jesus modeled this for us. It's a simple verse. It said, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he clearly did it enough where Luke felt like using the term often. Mm-hmm. So to me, like this is not like a once every once in a while kind of a thing, just kind of maybe I'll do it every couple weeks. Like if Jesus, who was fully man but also fully God, if he felt the need to retreat and get away with the Father often, how much more 
do we need that? And we have Holy Spirit inside of us, but nonetheless, like, if Jesus needed it, we definitely need it. <coughs> right? If Jesus modeled it for us, then we've got to follow that. Um, and I just, I love just the terminology, and, and granted, it's, it's an English translation, but, you know, he withdrew to the wilderness. So to me, that just speaks of no distractions. Like, turn your cell phone off. Don't even have music playing. Get away from people. I'm a very visual person, so I probably should have sat on the other side of the room because I could see cars going back and forth. And that just that's a distraction for me. So when I get away, I literally have to go somewhere that I don't see things moving back and forth. Um, you know, withdrawing to the wilderness where there's no distraction. Your only point, your only purpose is prayer. It's just connecting with the Father. Jesus did that often. Man, that, that verse challenges me. <laughs> that speaks to my heart. That, that causes something to, to rise up in me. Um, so, just a couple of questions for you to consider. How are you currently fostering your own relationship with the Father? Actually, yeah, let's go ahead and have some people share about that. How, what does that look like for you? How are you intentionally... Spending time with the Father lately. What are some ways that you do that that are meaningful for you? You can just shout them out. It's okay. One of the things like I've been doing is literally like just doing nothing. And like, sometimes it's just like sitting on like in my chair and like God, like I just want some just just wait on you and just like. Eliminate anything, so like no music, no nothing, just me just sitting there. And it sounds like so counterproductive, but at the same time, like it's just a time where it's like, uh, like it's super peaceful and like worry free and stress free, and it's just like God, like I just like He like refreshes me in that time where it's like so it, it, like for like a little while I was like thinking like man I should like read my Bible in that time or something like that. But then it's just like, no, I just like sit and just receive, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't always look the same, but like at the same time, like, yeah, super awesome. That's awesome. Who else? Just hearing what you guys said. So for me, primarily, it's been through the scriptures. Like, I like to, I'll work out in the morning, then I'll come back and I'll spend about an hour with the Lord in the scriptures and worship. Then I'll go to class or whatever else I've got planned. I just made me think is that so that's like what John just said is something that I pretty much never do, mm -hmm. and just what rants what rant is making me think of that. I think Dan Putman once mentioned this and on a Sunday, like coming to the time that I specifically, specifically like set aside for the Lord instead of coming mm -hmm. to ways that I know I've experienced the Lord of asking like God like here's the hour here's the hour and a half that mm -hmm. I set aside what do you want us to do mm -hmm. like something that's really just this came to my yeah. mind of like. What if, like, where I'm missing, like, oh, I was like, actually, what I just want you to do is just sit and let me talk to you. I don't want you to read the scripture. I don't want you to have worship. I, I just want to talk to you. Well, I just want you to sit. I want you to go outside. Like, it just made me think about that. Like, not coming, not asking, like, Jesus, what do you want to do in this time? Because it's kind of like, it's kind of a system that I have. It's like, oh, I'll get down, I'll spend some time in prayer, I'll have a song that I'll go through, and off that song, then so I have the system where it's like, Am I inviting the Lord into the mm -hmm. way that I want to come to the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> so that's something that's just kind of coming to my mind. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. I think for me, I 
I know one of my greatest love languages is just written things, whether it's like a card or whatever. And so I think for me, journaling and writing, just physically, both going to the Lord of what my heart's saying to Him, but what He's saying to me. Yes. And, you know, I think for years that's been it, but I think even now, like, I love going back and opening up, even, you know, during sermons when I write, just seeing God physically, what He's doing, and knowing that, having that promise, like, is just so true. I think it just speaks to my heart, and because He created me in that way, I think just pressing into that is super important to me. Yeah, going off that, like, I've always enjoyed journaling, and I'm actually coming back to it. Like, there was a while where I just, I didn't journal for a while. And um, through the internship, there's different soul exercises that we kind of do along the way. And uh, one of the ones that I've never done before was just five minutes of silence, where you find a quiet place and you just sit for five minutes. And I think we live in a culture, like Dad's talking about, we're so fast-paced, instead of just being with him. And like, but we're first human beings and not human doings. And so yeah, like that kind of opened up and the more I started just spending time in silence with him, the more I started seeing different aspects of the Trinity. Instead of just knowing God, I'm starting learning to do, like to see the difference of the Holy Spirit from the Father to Jesus. And now going back to journaling, I'm journaling what I feel like that person is saying in a different pen. So I'm like, okay, this is Jesus speaking to me. Mm-hmm. All right, this other page, this is the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that I'm fellowshipping yeah. with. I think it's cool that, like, the Lord's, like, we're all created in God's image differently to bear his image. And, like, he speaks to us, like, according to, like, how he, like, created us to, like, hear from him. Just so cool. Um, like, my mind goes all over the place, and I don't sit still very well. <laughs> As a kid, I, like, had to do kindergarten twice because I couldn't sit still. Um, <laughs> so I I don't plan it out, actually. Like, I'll read in the morning, but then during my day, I just stay very interruptible. And the Lord will encounter me in the library or in my comm class or, like, at the union. And it's really clear, like, when he is encountering me, and I'll just, like, put away whatever I was doing and, like, let him interrupt me. But, like, for me, that's, like, my sanctuary is, like, his presence encountering me amongst, like, what's going on in the world. So it's kind of like that, like, hiding place. Like, I had gotten a prophetic word probably, like, two years ago about um, my secret place being in the open because the Lord, and it was completely spot on because, like, that's how he encounters me is, like, when I'm, like, doing, like, Um, Like, I trained for a half marathon last year, and, like, the times I would, like, run, like, 10 miles, I'd come back and I'd be like, Naomi, the Lord just said all these things, (laughs) and I'd be, like, totally wrecked. Um, So I think it's good to know, like, there's no right way, you know? There's not, like, oh, I can't, because I used to beat myself up and be like, I can't sit still and, like, journal. I hate, I'm not a journaler. I, I write down, like, things that God says, like, that I don't elaborate, but... Um, yeah, so I would just encourage you guys to, like, if you aren't sure, like, how do I, like, connect with the Lord most, like, just try out some new ways, too, um, and I think he'll breathe life into it in a new way, yeah, so. Yeah, and I mean, that's the whole point of, of having you guys share some of these things today, is just get some new ideas, um, 
try like you said try something new try something different there's no, the, the point is connection with the Father. That, that's the point. Yeah. However, whatever it takes to get you to that place, I and mean, that's the point. It doesn't matter how it happens. It's, we just want it to happen. Yeah. That's so good. I think a good thing to look at, I don't know if all of you have, like, uh, know your, like, five love languages. Like, what's your top? Like Leah said. Um, but, like, mine's quality time. So, like, if I don't get quality time, like, with the Lord, like, it's obvious, you know. Um so whatever like your top love language is is probably like where you need to be like how you need to be spending the time with the Lord because He's made you that way you know. One thing I'll share. Touch. Yeah. The physical <laughs> <laughs> touch. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, one one thing that I'll share is to uh, is that I try to keep track of the things that the Holy Spirit has like hold on my heart with in the past so for example like I've got a playlist of like hundreds of worship songs but then I've got another playlist that's like I call the Holy Spirit tug and it's like when I want to spend time with the Lord I'll probably put that one on because I know the Lord has spoken to me like through those songs and and still does and like to remember like the things that he has done in my life so so music is one way but like messages or could be whatever else good sometimes you re-listen to a message? I, no, but I'll, I'll like think about them. I was actually, I shared something with Thad earlier that was something that the Holy Spirit really spoke to me earlier, and it's like something I keep remembering because I know it's like been a revelation to me. So, to like keep it in mind. I think too, it's like if you think about a friendship, right? So you've been friends with someone for three years, I don't know. And it's fun to go back, to, or a dating relationship, it's fun to go back and go, or you had your first date, or the first thing you did together, you know? But then also, if you always did the same things, it would kind of get old. Like, you mm-hmm. you learn about people by doing new things with them. By, you know, what do you like when you get angry? Or what do you what excites you? Or, you know, like, when people play sports with me, you're like, whoa, never saw you, right? Never seen before. You know, like, but I think that's how it is with God. So I think it's remembering, but also, Lord, what is the new thing you want to do? Or maybe it's a little bit of both. What do you want to do today, God? But then it's also like not abandoning your system because God has used that to speak to you, you know? And it's fun to go back to those places, you know? So I think if you have a relationship or if you don't have a friendship or even your mom and dad, like all these things point to how we can get to know the Father better. I think that's why community is essential because yeah. we learn so much. Like you can see how Thad connects with the Father through nature. Yeah. Have you guys ever thought about that? Maybe I should go and just chill in nature and experience God. Or hey, I'm not big in journaling, but maybe I should try that out. Yeah. You know, and that's what's beautiful about community. You get to see different areas, mm-hmm. worship music, you know, the Word, whatever it is. There's so many ways to connect with them. Yeah. And I think not to, not to like. But about small groups too, like all these small group leaders, these are, could be cool ideas for to like, all right guys, we're taking a break this week, we're gonna go for a hike. Or I don't know, different things for your small groups, you know, that we, we do for ourselves, so then what we can also do for others. But we always say we can't take people places ourselves haven't gone. And I'm speaking that to myself, not just you guys. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take <laughs> <laughs> no, continue. That was fun to watch. <laughs>
shift gears here um, I think we, we've touched on that enough I hope I hope you guys got something out of that um, I want to take a few minutes and, and I just want I want you guys to think back over the fall um, is, is there any new leaders in here right now for alive are you guys all two okay three well that's okay um, I want you guys to think back over the fall and, and this is on a personal level not like highlights from your experience with Alive, so to speak, but on a personal level, I want you to think back, what are some things that you're celebrating that happened this fall? Um, it, personally, it could be as a small group leader, somebody you're discipling really did something awesome, um, I, I, you know, something that you individually really spoke to your heart, um, and why I'm doing this is um, a couple weeks ago, I had to write up a year-end report for the small group department at church for my, for my supervisor. And I was kind of dreading it because I, I, I just I felt like last year didn't go as good as I wanted it to. And as I, as I looked over things and kind of studied how the year went, my eyes began to be opened up to just how amazing a year it was. Um, for some reason, I wasn't seeing it that way, but I was reminded of all the great things that did happen. And as, we, as you guys start a new semester, I just want you to start off on this, this basis of, hey, there were some awesome things that happened, and we want that to continue. Um, I don't want you to start off, well, I wish this would have happened, or I wish more people would have come to this thing, or I wish I would have seen this go better. No, let's start off celebrating, right? Let's celebrate the good things that God is doing, and not worry so much about the things we wish we would have seen happen that didn't happen. Um, so I want you to think about that, um, but I want you to start speaking these things out, because I just, I want to write them down. Oops, don't break. Um, I want to write them down just so we can capture them and just kind of look and, and thank God for all the things that, that we're grateful for that he did do um, this fall. So if you get something, just speak it out. These are things in the life? Or Either way, let's just celebrate in general. Um, if you, I mean, definitely we want to capture some specific things that happened that are alive related. Um, but, but individually, not like corporate. Yeah, not, not, yeah. So ways that God kind of used us? Like that, ways that he used you in your small group or with the people you're discipling. Okay. Um, yeah. I saw a girl in our group in the fall start pretty reserved, pretty shy, to now I just have seen the Lord just bring her into true confidence, not just of the world, but of the kingdom. So a girl becoming more confident in the kingdom, you said? Yeah. You can yeah. say a guy, too. You know, I guy, too. I know guy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I you know. He said a guy, too. Oh, okay. He knows a guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a guy that God used you to help do this? There's a guy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry if you can't read my writing. It's okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah, I think um, for me, just seeing how God has used like harder circumstances in my life to minister to other people. Like, 2016 was kind of a rough year in some ways. Like, I had a death in the family. I've had a lot of frustrations in other areas of my life. But almost every hard circumstance I can think of that happened over the past year, I've been able to share that with someone else when they were suffering or 
going through something similar, like God's kind of shown up in different ways through each of those circumstances. Mm -hmm. So it's been a comfort to me, but he's also used it to bring like solace to other people yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, good. I would say for uh, like what I've seen, how God used the guys' small group is to cultivate more brotherhood mm -hmm. in the So he used you to help cultivate that brotherhood within the group and disciple multiple guys? Bringing it back to us. Because yeah. it's hard, right? It's, it's easy to be like, oh, the group. This. But, like, how has God used me? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's this girl named Miranda um, who I've just seen, like, grow so much. Um, she spoke in tongues for the first time at wow. one of the, like, Friday night grooves. Yeah, and she's That's just awesome. life changed, like, ministering to all the girls in her sorority. Like, yeah. it's so cool. And then also Carol. Um, Carol has grown so much. It's been so cool to see. Yeah. I think I was debating on saying this, but I think um, that God's used me to really be a voice of encouragement to Dale and Mariah, who had struggled with a lot of doubt in their work and spirit, and just have seen that breakthrough like to a new dimension and level in their relationship with God. And I feel blessed to be a part of that. Yeah. One uh, one thing that was I thought really cool to see um, was uh, Anthony, uh, where he, like Anthony like I met him over the summer one time and like uh, got to give him a couple like encouraging words and stuff and it was really cool to see him like getting fully involved in alive and like being on like worship team. I mean Leah could probably attest to this too, but now he's He's a Judson, like pursuing like worship as like uh, like a career path, and so that was just some, uh, he was a person that like I just saw I was like wow like even just the couple of little words that I like was able to give him like an encouraging word and prophetic word over the summer, and that and like that just totally like kind of catapulted him and helped him like I'm sure like Leah Le helped him a ton too, but like just seeing him dive fully in and really just getting like set on fire for God, yeah. Yeah, it was like, so cool to see. With that, like yeah. That word that John gave him over the summer, like that literally shifted everything for him. Like he ended up staying this semester, or for last semester to be a part of Alive, and then ended up, you know, now at Judson. Doing, and again, that, it was because the Lord used John, because he even said, like, I don't even know if I would have trusted had the Lord speaking, like, not spoken through John to me. You know, so I think it's those things that are just, like, valuable gifts. It's good. I think what 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 has happened because of so these deep much. friendships? Yeah. Okay, so like, let's get let's get specific. Family means nobody gets lost. We've been able to really change like, other people's lives because we've you know, grown. Okay, it's just specifically like as a leadership team. So yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and I want to like 
Yeah, it's so. I gosh, this is this is a rib child, but it's so. Isn't it like part of me hard? Is like, oh, I did this. It like, is hard. And, and I feel like God's like even actually before this meeting, get yourself out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it so easy to say that God used John? Why can't I say God used me? Like, it's like there's something in us. That I think we teach like you know, but no. So, God used me to like encourage Kundai, and Kundai got fired up about this, the girls have this sisterhood that the guys don't. And I know Kundai and John, specifically, like, God's used us to, like, and now this, there's a, is a brotherhood. Yeah. You know, that I can honestly say, like, there's a brotherhood just like the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's such a blessing that I, I've seen. And, yeah, and God used me and David and <laughs> to take our shirts off with 30 <laughs> other guys. Oh, and throw them down in a such a special moment of yeah. unity of brotherhood and calling out who, who we are. I was so excited and tell Thad about this. Like, Dad, you won't believe what happened. You would have loved it. It's so special. Don't doubt it. Shelby, I think you're supposed to share because God's really used you in a way. Yeah, I feel like when you said that, it is hard to say, like, God used me. But I think, kind of Jared was saying, I think with my past, like, things I've walked through, he's used that to, like, talk to girls and to meet Mm -hmm. them, like, where they're at, just with what I've gone through. So it's been sweet to see stuff I have dealt with in my life, but, like, be in a place to actually, like, talk to girls and, like, hey, I've, like, walked through this and I'm, like, okay now. Yeah. And so I feel like that's how That's powerful. And that's that's why I'm no longer ashamed <laughs> to tell people that I deal with depression and that I get counseling. Um, you don't hear that from a lot of pastors. I do it so that other people will hopefully find the strength to seek the help they need. Yeah. There's something mm-hmm. powerful when you can connect over, over some of those issues. I and mean, we're, we're not highlighting those issues that we used to struggle with, but it's, it's finding a connection point. And, and a lot, you guys know this. I mean, we tend to carry a lot of shame with the areas that we struggle in. Mm-hmm. So if you can help break that for somebody by just being real and being honest, because I mean, we all know none of us has it all together. We've all got things we're dealing with and struggling with. So let's be honest about it. There's a, and there's a, there's a difference between being honest and vulnerable, and um, you can take that too far. Yeah, so yeah, don't yeah. live in that place. Yeah. But remember that God can redeem anything that's happened in your life and turn it into good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will. And that's what we want to go you after. Will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. I can. Come on. Thank you. I also go to the same counselor that you see. I'm proud of it. Yep. That's really good. Um, and I think for those of you. The fact that you're struggling with saying, oh, God used me, I think that should, you should feel good about the fact that you're not being, you're not drawing attention to yourself. That's not your motivation. So don't, don't make that keep you quiet, but also don't, that struggle, just embrace the struggle and say, okay, I, I know I'm supposed to speak this out. I know I'm okay with it. Um, for me, I, I got to see this this fall. I got to see my neighbors that live behind me start coming to church. I got to baptize their eight, their eighth grade daughter. Um, 
the guy who still he 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 rarely comes to church anymore, but he'll come to my Tuesday night men's group. It's the weirdest thing, but um, that that he considers that his church, um, and so that's my thing to celebrate. But we do this to say, look, guys, look look at this is a snapshot of the ways that God has used you guys just this fall. It, it's a this doesn't even scratch the surface. But as leaders, it's so important to look back and remember all the things that God has used you, all the ways that God's used you. Because it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging. You're gonna you're gonna have seasons where you're gonna want to focus on that person. It just didn't go the way I wanted it to. Why did that person leave? Why did they turn their back on God? Why did that happen? Why did this happen? Guys, always circle back around to these kind of things. Okay, these things happened. Because God partnered with you and you had allowed him to partner with you and to work through you to impact somebody else's life. That's what we're after. That's what, that's what we want to be about. This is good stuff. This is amazing stuff. It blows my mind that God wants to, wants to use you guys to cultivate brotherhood in, in your group. Like, he could do that on his own, but no, he chose to operate with you guys to bring that together. He chose, I don't even remember who said these things, but you know, he chose individually to, to, to have you work with Miranda and with Carol mm -hmm. to, to see growth happen in their lives. He could have picked any of the seven or eight billion people on the planet to do that, but instead he chose you. Whoever, I don't remember who said that, but... Okay. So I, mean, I hope you're seeing the point of this is we have got... These are kind of our, our, our stones, our markers that we want to revisit. And celebrate, especially in the times where you're a little frustrated, you're a little disappointed. Don't go back to these things and say, no, God, God is doing something here. God is doing something through me. God is using me. I mean, I have it all together yet, but he is using me to still see his kingdom come. And to see his love come to people that need it. He is using you. He's using you in big ways. These are, I mean, these are I mean, growth in people's lives. Um... People becoming more confident in the kingdom, using some of the, your difficult circumstances in your life to minister to others. These are powerful things, powerful moments that God is redeeming and using. So I want you guys, make this a regular habit. Make this a regular priority in your life. To revisit all the good that God is doing. Never be ashamed of speaking these things out. And what's great is when you, you can begin to call them out on each other. Um, and I would encourage you, maybe start to do, be proactive in that. Don't, don't make it have to be a thing of, well, oh, at our live leaders meetings, we're going to call out the good that we see in each other. Just do it when you see it. Don't wait for a meeting. Just when you see somebody doing something good, call it out in them. Remind them that what they just did, you saw God in that. You saw God in them. You saw Jesus in them. That's the kind of group I want to be a part of. That's the kind of team and family I want to be a part of. A team that lifts each other up at all times. So, yeah. <laughs> Keep doing that. <laughs> it's great. Whoops. How are we doing on time? It's about 2 or 5. What time do you want me to wrap up? Um...
You want me to go quick? Yeah, if you okay. Alright, we're going to land the plane here. I love that when we first played it, she's like, oh, I'll just be 20 minutes. I'm like, no, yeah, I want you to be as long as you want. You go, well, i got to leave one third of the long way. Yeah, <laughs> See how God uses that's you? That's okay, yeah. Um, we're gonna, I'm just going to end. Um, these are just kind of some leadership tips that I've learned over the years. I've caught over the years. Um, regarding small groups, regarding discipling people, just lead in general. Um, some of these may, may strike a chord in you, some may not, and that's okay. Um, as leaders, one of your top priorities should be to invite as many people as you can on the journey with you. Um, I mean, that, I can't say it any clearer than that. If you don't have anyone following you, you're just out for a lonely walk. Wow. You're alone. And the best, most effective way to, to gather people in is through simple, personal, face-to-face -face invitation. But as leaders, we've got to be inviting people along on the journey. We can't. It doesn't mean that God won't drop somebody in your lap. But I mean, why, why, why would we want to wait? Why would we not be so excited about what we have inside of us that we get to offer to others and share with others? Why would we not? want to be proactive in inviting as many people into that as we can. So be invitational. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid to invite people in. Remember that, you know, as small group leaders, we're not just looking for smooth meetings. We're not just looking for meetings to go well. You're fostering spiritual maturity and growth in each person in your group or each person you're discipling. Sometimes that's going to mean things won't go so well because growth is not always fun. It's not always yeah. easy. So don't seek after the easy route. Remember that we're going after growth in each other and in, in people. We want to help them take that next step. That's our role as leaders, is simply to help, help each person get to that next level or next phase in their relationship with Jesus. In your group meetings, um, if you're leading a small group, um, so this is kind of for those of you that are doing that, look to include everyone in, the, in your conversations, in your discussions. Uh, and this can be a challenge sometimes. It's, um, not everyone is always super excited to share um, publicly. So if you notice some people that are shy or a little bit reluctant to speak, just try calling on them by name. Don't hope that they're going to speak. Just, just call their name out and invite them into it. Um, and maybe start with, start with an easier question for them to answer. You know, don't ask them to, well, just start with some easy stuff. But be gentle, but invite them into the process. I'm, I'm somebody that will tend to Ryan can attest to this in our in our pastor meetings. I don't speak a whole lot. That's just, I just don't. Um, and so to draw something out of me sometimes requires somebody to say, hey, Thad, what do you think about this? Um, so don't be afraid to do that for people. Don't be afraid to ask them what they think about something. As you go through the semester, take notice of each member of your group or each person you're discipling. Spend time praying over them. Um, note where they're, kind of, where they're at on their journey with Jesus. Um, one of our small group leaders, Eric and Audra Wilson, who lead a kind of a young families group, 
they constantly have a list of, of all the people in their group and kind of where they think they're at and kind of what next steps that they would like to see happen in their lives. And it's just a way for them to be proactive and praying for those people and challenging those people. Um, because again, we're about seeing change and maturity and growth in each of the people in our groups and each of the people we're discipling. So be, be intentional about that, I guess is what I'm getting at. Simon Sinek is an author, a speaker. He's written books called Start With Why and Leaders Eat Last. Once shared that leadership is not a rank to attain, but a responsibility. The more leadership and responsibility you receive, the more you are actually being called to serve. Wow. Think about that. The greatest leaders in the kingdom are also some of the best followers you'll ever yeah. see. Yeah. And, I mean, they're taking direction straight from the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to, I'm going to read this. Uh, this is in Proverbs 3 in the Message Bible. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health, and your very bones will vibrate with life. The best leaders are the best followers. Because they follow the Holy Spirit. A leader's goal is to value the well-being of people above the usefulness of people. Your care for them should come before your need of them. Yeah. I want to say that one again. A leader's goal is to value the well-being of people above the usefulness of people. Your care for them should come before your need of them. Brian Houston from Hillsong said that. I want you to remember, people are not problems to be solved. They're mysteries to be explored. And you probably already have experienced this, and you will in the future. You're going to have some tough people in your, in your groups, some, some tough people that you, that you disciple. Try to remember, they're not problems to be solved. Everyone has a story, and everyone's story is important and powerful. View them as mysteries to be solved. The best way to facilitate a great discussion with others is to learn how to ask great questions. So find some people that you think really ask some great questions and start making yeah. those. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty epic sneeze there. <laughs> kind of sound like my name. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. I'm sorry. I'm trying to work through some of this. No, this is great. So I do want to honor people's time real yep. quick, and some people do have to leave. Okay. But I also don't want to disrupt what God's doing through you, for people who can stay. Um, really quick, because two people have to leave who are small group leaders. Can I grab uh, the? All, can all the small group leaders come in the middle real quick? Because I do believe there's an impartation and an anointing that I want Thad to pray over you guys, and then the rest of you who can stay. We'll keep going. This will work. This will work. Yeah. So, yeah, all I, I know we all, like, mentioned this out, but seriously, small group leaders get in, like, huddled together, because you've got, and Noam's, that's you, because you're doing Joshua. Um, 
Thank you for this day. I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this team. Um, God, I thank you for how you're using them in powerful ways. I thank you for their passion for you. Um, and I thank you, as I was reading earlier this week in Isaiah 42, that you showed me this, this collection of verses, and I immediately thought uh, of this group that I had to share it with them. Um, so it says, I am God. I have called you to live right and well. I have taken responsibility for you and kept you safe. I have set you among my people to bind them to me and provided you as a lighthouse to the nations to make a start at bringing people into the open, into light, opening blind eyes, releasing prisoners from dungeons, and emptying the dark prisons. And I really just felt like God wanted me to encourage you guys today that that phrase, releasing prisoners from darkness, um, you're going to see that happen this semester in your groups. God is going to use you to bring his freedom to others and to release them from all kinds of darkness, all kinds of prisons. Do not give in to fear with that. Remember that the God who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. He will equip you with everything you need to see this happen. So I want to encourage you, stand strong in this. Don't be afraid of the darkness. The light that's in you is more powerful than any darkness. Jesus. The Holy Spirit, we, we pray this be true. We thank you that you partner with us. You don't just do everything on your own. What an awesome privilege that we get to work with you in this. We get, to, we get to work side by side with you in this, God. We thank you that you will hold our hand every step of the way. That you're, as, that you're living inside of us. That you're breathing in us. That, you're, that we're doing everything through your power. God, we, we, um, we just invite your spirit here, and we just pray for a fresh release yeah. of your power, of your anointing, of every good gift that we need. We declare right now that we trust you to bring it and put it in our hands. We trust that you will bring your good work to fruition in this group this semester. God, and we trust and we pray and we anticipate Watching people being freed yeah, from darkness. On, yeah. Yeah. Jesus! We thank you for that. We thank you for the front row seat that we get to watch you love on people. Yeah, and Lord, I just pray that, that would fire each and every one of us yeah. up, God. That we get to be a part of bringing freedom and, 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 and freeing people from the darkness. Like, if that doesn't fire us up, guys, I don't know what does. So, God, if, we're, if we don't feel like we're doing that, show us how we can do that, God. Give us guide, GPS instructions, and a fire and a hunger to step into that and make this happen. Like, let's go. Like, we're not alive. Like, for that reason, why are we alive? I, I just feel like this, too. I want to be married and have a family more than anything, but that's not why we're here. That's a blessing of why we're here, but that's not the reason we're here. And so I'm speaking to myself more than that. Over that, get over ourselves and let's go. 
I say that with all the love in me. I just feel like, too, that the, the Lord is just beating at my heart that love is furious. That it doesn't knock at the door gently. It pounds on the door. And I just feel like, I'm not yelling at you guys. I'm not yelling at anyone. I'm yelling because I'm passionate, and that's what love does. Um, but a couple of you came up to me, and people are you discipling, and they're, they're struggling. And I just feel like love pounds on the door. It has the hard conversations. It doesn't like just say, oh, it's okay, buddy. You're going to keep going. Keep going, get wasted. Like, like, but like, love pounds on the door and it fights. Like, if these were our kids and our kids were doing these things, we would fight for them. And we can't make someone change. We don't fight at them, but we fight with them in love. Sometimes that's getting serious. Sometimes it's praying for them every day and letting them go. I don't know what it looks like, but I just feel like I'm supposed to remind us that love is furious. Love is furious. Love is furious. Whatever that looks like. I've been feeling too, and some of you already do this. I'm supposed to challenge every small group leader to get together as a leadership team at least a half an hour before group and just pray for group. Pray for your members. Like, guys, I don't want to just show up. And I, I'm talking to myself for Joshua Group as well. Like, like guys, I want to do work. I want to do stuff. I want to make an impact. Man, Father, just thank you. Thank you, God. Calling us in the game. I also just feel like there's some stuff that came up when we were all like splitting off and talking with people, and that the Father really just wants to speak into us in this season a refreshing that like He doesn't call us to pour out too much that we aren't like receiving. Like there's a perfect balance. Like when you walk in the Spirit, like that we won't feel dry. So Jesus, I just release that right now, God, that dryness is not a thing in Jesus' name, that we are not called um, to be weary and to give too much than we have, Jesus. But I just ask a discernment to come on us, God, a divine wisdom to know um, when we need to be filled, to know when to pour out, but to know when we need to be filled. Because that's what you want for us, God. You aren't asking us to pour out too much or more than you have, God. Um, so just let... In the coming week, yeah, I just speak against all stress. Like, stress is not something of the kingdom. It cannot stay in your lives. I don't care if your schedule is busy. We all have a ton of stuff. But stuff like that is of the enemy, and the Lord will give you the grace that you need. Like, the Lord gives us all the grace that we need for the day. You get the manna for the day. You can't take it for the week. You can't take it for the month. You get what you need in the day. Um, The Father also just showed me, like, in the Garden of Eden, like, the ground was so nourished, and the trees and everything, and it didn't rain in the garden. God was literally the source of abundance in the Garden of Eden. When it rained, when the flood came, people were like, what is this? You know, because it had rain. And so, like, the Lord, for our ministry, our ministry, I just keep getting the picture of a garden. And it's like, like, God is a God of abundance who will nourish us completely. Like, and we don't have to do anything to receive. Like, in the garden, like, the trees didn't bear fruit out of any striving but it all came from the abundance of the lord he gives you abundance he pours into you the grace that you need and the fruit comes naturally you don't strive to make any fruit you can't strive to make fruit but you'll just grow and it'll be nurtured as the season comes and so 
Um, Jesus, I bless that on all of us, God. Um, that revelation of your peace, God. We walk in your peace 24-7. We have your peace with us 24-7. The weapons of the world cannot phase us. In Jesus' name, they're drywall. <laughs> they are substance. Yeah. You punch right through it, you know? <laughs> So thank you for that, God, that we are called to walk in your freedom always, your grace always, and that your abundance, God, is our life source. You abide, like John 15, you abide, and like all the fruit comes. Like I just feel like that's what the Lord's speaking to you. Like all the fruit comes. You just abide, that abiding love that you have in the Father. Uh, like we were talking about quiet time. So just, God, give us that grace to just um, desire to abide in you that way, God. A grace that would draw us nearer to your heart than we've ever been before as a ministry, God. And that we'd be radical followers of Christ. People who radically are just abandoned to follow Jesus in every aspect of our lives. With our classwork, we are called to be students if you're a student. You're called to have your job if you're in a job. And, like, the Lord... Like, he wants you to walk in it as a calling. It's not an obligation. It's a calling. And so, and he gives you grace. There's grace for every calling because it's yeah. of the Lord. And you can't separate those things. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I also feel like, I know I got passion in. I'm actually, thank you, God, for that passion. I feel like that was real and out of nowhere. But, uh, Lord, I do just pray for GPS, like, instructions on how to love people curiously. Yeah. Sometimes, like, as a football player, you need a coach in your face yelling. Other times, it's a, you know, arm around you and say, hey, I believe in you. I love you. I'm going to keep encouraging you. But I just, there's a, been a reality if we are leaders just as coaches, like, man, we're not looking for it just to go smoothly. And sometimes growing is hard, and it's real, and it's raw. And I just really feel like we're supposed to ask ourselves for our groups and for our individuals, like, God, what do you want to do through me, with me today for this person? Not just say what they want us to say. Man, man, that isn't easy. But the real recognize is real. That's, man, like if it's out of love, like believe God's honored by that. So, Father, I just pray you help us be the conduits, the vessels of your love to people, God, in a way that even if they don't feel it in the moment, they know that we care for them. They know that we're for them. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, we know that they know we want them to get married and have a family, but that's not the reason they're alive. It's not the reason they exist. So, God, I just thank you for what you're doing, Lord, and just stir us up. Keep stirring us up and awaken us, God. God, our heartbeats tick again, and I just thought, like, God, the word for you, David, is not like lunches with God, I heard for you. Lunches with God, you know, like lunches with God. And um, come back and share, man. Like, you're like that. You're a man of many words, and when you speak, people listen. You know, and like share what God's leading you and teaching you at those lunches, you know, and, and for all of us, like Eric Diaz, you know, Owen, like Owen, God's stirring your heart, man, share that because that's firing us up, that's that's inspiring us. Um, Anna, man, you are such a you have such a mother's heart. You love people so well, so deeply. Like let us learn from you in that, like the kingdom and Jesus live in all of us and we need each other. Like man, just hearing what you guys said today fired me up and stirred me. Like, so just thank you. Just thank you, Thad, so much for sharing your heart, man. And like, I just feel like a fresh stirring in me right now that I haven't felt in a long time, dude. And just thank you for uh, saying the tough things to people that might judge you and that might not like you. You said it in love. And we just honor you, man. And we bless you for all that you do for this church week in and week out, for all the pastors that you pray for, the people that you meet, God. 
and we just bless you, man. You're, you, God's using you so much. You might not be on the stage yelling and screaming, but man, you are the you're the secret agent behind the hidden doors, and you're doing work, man. So, Lord, we just bless him and we honor him. We thank you for spending this time and coming today. Lord, we just maybe bless him with you would agree that maybe come speak to all of the lives sometimes. <laughs> it's a middle step, right? <laughs> Eric Diaz, would you close us in prayer? Sure. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for such a glorious day. Thank you so much for our brother for coming to speak to us and to give us constructive criticism out of love, just mm -hmm. pure love. Yeah. Um, thank you for using him to build us up and to show yeah. us how we should be living mm -hmm. lives that imitate Christ mm -hmm. and how to just show love to our friends and people who we are discipling. Um, thank you, Lord, so much for this family we have, um, for this group of people that just want to see us grow and want the best mm -hmm. for us, Lord. Yeah. And uh, please, Lord, also uh, reveal to us new ways that you want us to encounter you mm -hmm. and help us in ways that we already know work for us to encounter you, Lord. Yeah. I pray, Lord, that this week you, um, just like always, encounter us and uh, take us deeper in your love and mm -hmm. help us grow more in you so that we can reach more people. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, Thad, we break off every meeting with a little bit of a huddle and a shout. We be family on three. And uh, I thought it would be fitting if you let us yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> we just got to do family sure. on three. One, two, three. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people only go three, yeah. two, one. Yeah. <laughs> family on three. One, two, three. Family!